The Insloan podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals, just like me and you, aged 18 and above, monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and, more importantly, more peace of mind. Also, there will be a flash sale during the Father's Day occasion where Cybionics are offering a 15% off discount for all during the 7th of June to the 16th of June. You do not need to be a father to gain the benefit from this discount. And you can find out more on the official website at www.cybionicscgm.com. Now enjoy this episode. Welcome back to my chat with Thomas Lennon. I hope you enjoyed part one. Now it is time to hear part two of Thomas's story. Thomas, do you feel as if you developed a different mindset towards your training as a result of you being diagnosed with diabetes at all? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, well, I mean, I think I'm more focused with lifting weights now than I, than I was pre-diabetes I mainly, mainly cause like I want to, I'm getting older in my age and I want to like, like nothing against dad bods or anything like that if you're down with that. So I just, I just want to look, my main thing is I want to look good. I want to be like, Oh, that's, that's like, that's like a 40 year old guy. That's like, that's like a dad, like that's a, like a Jack dad. So <laughs> that like, that, that's what I want to be. I, I want to like, just look good in front of my kids to be like, Hey, you don't have to look like some of the people out there on the beach and you can look like this, you know, there's it's hard sometimes, but it's, it'll benefit you in the long run. Do you always train with a goal in mind? And if you do, how has that goal shifted throughout the years? I always have a goal and it's, it's kind of weird. It's almost like the point where like you kind of talk to people that have like, they want to hit a million dollars. And then when they hit that million dollars, they just, fe- it still feels empty. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, ha- I have goals like, like I'm, I'm doing my first Olympic weightlifting meet, uh, in like a couple of weeks. And so I want to hit like certain numbers and like maybe go to another meet later on and maybe go international or something like that. But I think you need to have goals. Like there's always, you, there's always some goal that you have to have to keep constantly go to the gym and work out and like, just like really push yourself to like almost to the max. I mean, I, I just want to do like, I want to do better in the CrossFit Open. So the Open is once a year where like all the affiliates, uh, all the gyms, they have like three weeks of like three competi- three three workouts and you try to get the best um, score for that week so you can go on the leaderboard and like get, get a better, you know, and be possibly going to like semifinals and then like to like an age qualifier or like even going to like a, like a, sem- like a semifinal. So, I mean, I always want to do good on that. That's like, Every year, I always want to be good at gymnastics work. But granted, I'm like six six, so that's like a huge, huge issue for me because it takes forever for me to like lift the bar up or like do a pull up and stuff like that. But I just, you know, I always want to get better at stuff, even like with podcasting or talking to people. I think that learning a different craft and getting dirt certain goals like inside and outside the gym are huge for people. Do you feel that drive to? get better at things and achieve different things and always work towards something is an innate quality for you or is that something you've developed 
I think I've developed it because like, I, I mean, I don't know if I would consider like when I'm in my twenties, just like lifting as much weight as possible every single day was like kind of a goal. So because now, like when, since I started CrossFit, I've had like more goals, like, okay, clean and jerk this amount of weight, snatch this amount of weight, do as many movements as possible for this like certain minute or like get as many like pull-ups as, as possible. I, I think since doing CrossFit, I've had more goals than pretty much like anything else in the gym wise. How exactly do you set yourself a goal? Like, do you look three months, six months, a year down the line and say, this is what I want to achieve and work back? Or do you work towards something step by step by step? So it's kind of kind of like both. Mm. So there's like some short-term goals that I want to do. Um, with the long-term goals, those are mainly like the Olympic weightlifting movements because I've gotten to the point where it's funny because like usually on my birthday, I try to like max out my clean and jerk and then like my snatch <laughs> because I'm like 42, I'm going to hit this number or like, you know, all this stuff. I know those movements take a lot longer compared to like getting more reps on like a handstand pushups where you're upside down and doing a pushup off the wall uh, from the ground. Like I like originally I was doing five and now I'm like aiming for like 13, 15 at, at one time. And I write them on a whiteboard and be like, I want to do this. Um, I have like a thing on my phone in my notes being like, okay, in a couple months, I want to do this. You know, a couple months I would do this. I need to do more mobility, need to run more, stuff like that. So, you know, just kind of do all that kind of stuff to keep my goals in check. Mm. And sometimes sometimes I even go on social media. I'll like post something and be like, okay, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this by this time. And so it's, I, I think that's a, I mean, that's a good way of doing it. So like you can get called out. So if you don't get it. Yeah. So accountability to, full yeah. stop is in my opinion, one of the most important and one of the most effective ways for you to achieve anything, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you, and I'm curious to know this because you're obviously somebody who is so driven and hardworking and consistent. How do you reset and realign, let's call it a vision that you have if you've had an off day or an off week or an off month, because from my experience, obviously working with people over the years and even from my own perspective, again, it can be difficult for people to get back into a routine that they've started if they feel as if they've gone off track or they've been on vacation or they've let themselves down or whatever it might be. How do you get yourself back on track? Just wake up. Cause I do it. So I wake up so early in the morning that like my alarm will go off and I don't lay there in bed. Cause I know that's just going to be like awful. That's going to be not a good idea. So I just like literally just get up and then just take, put my, you know, put my gym clothes on and then just, just go. Because I know if I don't, or if I miss a week or if I miss a couple of days, I'll just be like, not depressed, but I'll be like, I could have done something today. Hmm. So, I mean, but like granted, like I'll, I would go on vacation for like a week or something like that and which is fine. Like sometimes you need, sometimes you need that time to kind of unwind and take a break because your body can't handle. I mean, granted, I do do, there's some weeks throughout the year that I'll do like a deload week where it's like low intensity and not heavy weight because obviously doing heavy weight all the time, all the time can like just absolutely wreck your body. So, I mean, even taking a week off, like I'm perfectly fine with that. So the main thing is just like, just get back 
after that week or whatever, like how however long that just like that time frame is, and just just go. Do you train every day of the week? No. What's your day off or days? Um, off? Well, it depends. So if I'll if if I have like a late podcast because like I I like to go to bed exactly at ten o'clock. If it's a late podcast, I will. I may take the day off the next day and kind of push it because typically my days off are Sundays and Thursdays or like Thursdays and Saturdays. Just it depends on like, you know, what my schedule looks like um, because like I need to have days off because there's no way you can go do some of the movements or the program that I have and you know, like do that on like a seven days a week because that's just, that's insane. There's no way. You'd be burning yourself into the ground oh my God, pretty yeah. quickly, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's days like on my days off, I'll get on like a, um, we have like a stationary bike. And so we, I go on the bike for a little bit, like for 45 minutes, like do like a zone two where like, I'm, I'm in like a, my heart rate is like 180 subtracted by my age and kind of stay at that, like for 45 minutes or just like take it easy and play with the kids. Um, well, obviously I always play with the kids, but hang out with the family, go for walks or go for like a bike ride or play with them on the playground. Just, I like to move every day, but it's like not like heavy lifting every day. Talk to me about the podcast because you've mentioned it there and I'm obviously intrigued to hear about your experience because we started podcasting in and around the same time in 2019. So where mm-hmm. did your or where the did the initial idea for your podcast come from? I was really, really huge into podcasts um, probably before it was even cool. Let's just say <laughs> that. So... Um, I would listen to podcasts like when Apple Podcasts like came out on the App Store. Uh, actually, when it came like an own app on the phone, I was already downloading podcasts on there before like people even knew what some of these podcasts were. And so I would just consume as much as possible. I don't. Care. It was from like learning to be a better man or fitness podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I would always listen on my ride home from work or my ride in into work. I would never listen to music. I would always listen to podcasts. Like that's was like when I started doing it. Like I never listened to music anymore. Well, I still do. I do it with my kids, but um, and so when I started doing personal trainer at the gym that I was at, there were these three other guys, and I was like, "Hey, why don't we just do a podcast together?" It could be because like I was a CrossFit a CrossFit fanatic. I had another guy that was a uh, power lifter fanatic and I had another guy that does bodybuilding. So we kind of made our own logos and own designs and like ready to rock and roll. And then like by the time when it got to scheduling people together, it was just, it, it wasn't working out. So I was like, this is, this is not cutting it. So I realized that like, I need to start doing, I need to do this on my own. So, um, Luckily, there was a diabetic that follows me that does Olympic weightlifting that was doing an Olympic weightlifting meet um, that day, uh, that weekend. And so, and I found that on our Instagram story. So I was like, hey, where is this at? I would like to see you do a weightlift, do the weightlifting competition. And like, this was the time I started a new job. So I didn't have the time to go on vacation. My, my, uh, my wife and kids already were like left. And so I was like, sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go down this, down to this like weightlifting meet, check it out. And then I'll bring my, I only, I was using like two lapel mics and like an app on my phone for part for like, just like learning how to use this app because it was free. And so went down there, saw her and I'm like, Hey, 
you did an awesome job. Would you consider doing a podcast with me? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So like, this is like the first time I actually met her. So like, she's in my car, we're driving to Panera bread for, for lunch. And I bought like, you know, and we sat down in Panera bread and did the recording at Panera bread for an hour. Oh, cool. About her life story. So if you go to down back down to like the first episode, you'll actually hear people in the background and it's a Panera bread. So, and then I, we did, I did that recording. I posted it. It was at the time, even like, I think after like two years, it was like one of the highest downloaded episodes that I've had. Mm. And so, um, and then come to, I started like reaching out to other diabetics, other people that I'm like in the fitness space. Cause my, my podcast is called type one lifting. So I really go to, I really talk to people that are like in the fitness space, CrossFit, powerlifting, bodybuilding, anybody in like other diabetics as well. So pretty much I was just like reaching out to people in the diabetes space and be like, Hey, would you want to come on my podcast and do a podcast? And like a lot of people say yes, which I'm very grateful for. And then now I'm at like 124 episodes in. So, and it's the only problem is like, it got to the point, like I was in a very tight niche. So it was like diabetes and fitness. So very, very tight niche. So it got to the point where I would have like, I would almost like start running out of people to talk to that are diabetics and in the fitness space. So I finally was just like, I need to reach out to like other athletes like that are non-diabetics because like, I think that like learning about diabetes and stuff like that is, is amazing. And especially having a podcast and a platform to do that. But it's like at the point where uh, for me, you can only talk about it for so much and no one wants to hear from me the same story that like, you know, how I got diagnosed or blah, blah, blah. And so I would like rather have other athletes join in and like talk to them about their experience with like either the CrossFit games or like powerlifting or bodybuilding. And then, uh, yeah, it's, and then it's, it's been a wild ride. If you told me like two years, like almost three years ago that I would be meeting all these people to talk to them about their life and their CrossFit experience or like whatever fitness experience, I'm like, you're, you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> Cause like, I always thought like following them on social media, they're like almost un- untouchable to talk to. Cause they have such a big following. So, I mean, it's been amazing. Like the, the amount of people that I met through the podcast space and it's been amazing. And even talking to like, talk, I still talk to, I definitely talk to like a lot of the, a lot of the people that I have on my podcast too. You've obviously interviewed people who have had incredible success personally and professionally within yeah. the fitness industry. In your opinion, Thomas, from speaking to all of these people in so much depth, is there any common theme or personality trait that drives the success in their training or in their lives? Pretty much they have to be selfish. So a lot of people that I've talked to, they don't, they don't go to parties, um, especially like the elite CrossFit guys. Like they don't, they don't drink. They don't, they don't go to parties. If it's not beneficial for them, it's not worth it for them. If it's if it's not going to help them with their training the next day, they, they don't they don't do it. So they have to be like very very selfish, and a lot of I think, and they're very easygoing. They're very like easy to talk to. It's just like they have to be so selfish with their time because they have like a, a competition coming up in a couple of weeks, or they have this going on. So it's it's like they have to spend a lot of time on themselves. 
like with like fitness, mobility, like recovery, eating, all that stuff. And it's, it's really hard and it's, yeah, it's, they, they have to be very, very selfish <laughs> pretty much. Mm. I'm sure it's the same with a lot of massively successful people. It's, it's almost like you, you need to a certain extent that tunnel vision and ignore everything from the outside. Yep. Pretty much. Do they consider themselves selfish? Sometimes. I mean, I've had I've had some people say that they're, they've been, they've been selfish. So I mean, because like I said, you have to be. So and they and they they know, but like when the retire when they they get ready to retire, they they typically with CrossFit athletes they have like a certain amount of years before you know it's time to like kind of chalk it up. So they that whole time of them training and stuff like that, it's all all about them and that's it and then once they retire or whatnot they kind of ease out a little bit but it's kind of tough because they've been doing it for so long that it's like almost ingrained in them but like some people have like it's almost like the point where like you have like football players that like been playing football for like so many years and that's all they know is they recognize themselves as a football player they don't recognize it as anything else so how do they then almost adapt to a life without that sort of intensity within their training maybe they, they'll do it once in a while maybe like they'll go to the gym and work out but it's like like very like an hour instead of like three hours or they would have like a or they would have a business that they work on so they have something else to focus on and you know they can kind of like focus their all their energy to the the item or whatever they're working on in their business and so that's like another option that a lot of people do do you feel your own training? has benefited from speaking to so many of these people, Thomas. Yeah, they they, they get a, they, well, a lot of the CrossFit athletes are like 5'10 or like shorter. So like I always tell them I'm 6'6. Six, six. So they're <laughs> like, they're like cracking up because they're like, oh my God, you're so tall. Like, how are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? So, I mean, they get a kick out of that. And, you know, and I, I've come to the, you know, conclusion that they're just normal people. They have a bigger fan base and, they do what you love. They just want to talk to people like normally instead of they being like oohing and on over it, like everybody. Is there any experience or piece of advice or anything you've learned from any of your guests that stands out to you to this day? Uh, my thing is slow down when you talk to people because I had one, I had this one athlete. Her name's Carrie Pierce. She's like my favorite female uh, CrossFit athlete. She's an absolute savage. So I was so nervous during her interview that I was going a little too fast. And like, I think she kind of knew. And so I, I, I put a, like, I usually put like a sticker on like right above my computer saying like, slow down, stupid. So at least <laughs> I know how to like, you know, okay, take a deep breath in, let them talk and finish what they need to talk about. And then you go to the next subject. And it's like, I think for me being a, me being a medical recruiter or being a recruiter like my as my full-time job has been a huge help of like interviewing people on podcasts because you need to have it's like having a normal conversation with people. And so you need to you just like, you know, kind of easing in to kind of learn them and get like, you know, warming up to the person when you're talking to them on the phone and then like kind of getting to the what you need for like what they're looking for for a position and then it's almost like when your podcast you're kind of warming up to them being like okay you know 
what was your childhood like? You know, if you were diabetic, like when did you get diagnosed with diabetes? Like, how was that like? It's it kind of like just easing into the conversation is, I think it's been a huge help too, being a recruiter. Mm. That was one of the biggest things that the producer of this podcast said to me initially it was like, slow down, speak slowly, let other people speak. Because yeah. initially when you start something like this, it's kind of like a lot to take in. And you feel as if sometimes I need to talk, I need to talk, I need to talk. But it's almost the other way around. It's yeah. just let the other people speak. Listen yeah. to what they're saying. Because he obviously mm -hmm. comes from a, a, a very long radio background and he's been in the radio world for years now at this stage so he knows what he's talking about so he was a good <laughs> a good uh person to rely on with that sort of advice from the start so i can understand and appreciate that sort of advice that you would have got to yeah and i also i also learned this from somebody else too i had a phone call with uh with somebody he has like a ma he has like a major podcast too and he's like you got to remember that people want to talk about themselves so just let them, like, like I said, like, let them talk and, you know, and pretty much every, every, like if someone had a chance to go on their podcast, cause like I have people that I know that are friends are like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, okay, what do you, what do you got? And, <laughs> and they're like, I, 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 I'm, unfortunately I have to be like a little selfish because it's like mainly for the listeners because like they want to talk about, talk about their story. And then it's like, well, I go to, I go to a CrossFit gym like an hour a day. Is that okay? And it's like, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's like not what I'm looking for, but, but yeah, it's, yeah. Everyone wants to talk about themselves pretty much. <laughs> True. Speaking of the listeners, Thomas, from your experience with diabetes up to this point, from your vast experience within the fitness industry, what one piece of advice would you offer anybody who has, say, recently been diagnosed with diabetes or recently getting into a new fitness program? Let's okay. Well, we'll do well, do, do one of both because they're pretty okay. different. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I was going to do both. Um, so with with getting into like a new program or a new style of working out, just remember moving is is key getting the movement right and getting like you know the weights the weight's gonna slowly come up it's or the weight's gonna go up don't worry but it's just like getting the proper movement down that is more key than anything else um like i i was working on a pvc pipe with those olympic weightlifting or just like the barbell that's it for a very very long time and just takes time and just don't get frustrated when you see somebody else like half your age or half your size, like throwing up like more weight than, than you are. It's, it's not, it's not worth it. So just work on the movements, slowly get the weight up. And then finally, like you may surpass them after a while because they don't work on the mobility. They don't work on the proper movements. They just do the grip it and rip it kind of deal. And it's, mm. you know, they're going to get hurt later on. And then with diabetes. So, it's it's a long process for being a diabetic because you got to worry about numbers. It's going to be a lifelong thing. So I mean, you may get burnt out here and there, but it's just like take it take it slowly. I always told the kids that at the hospital, I'm like there are so many diabetics online, like on Instagram or like Facebook or um, even Twitter. 
that like if you if you reach out to them, they'll they'll be more than welcome to help you out with a question. And it's just they just want to. It's a, it's a very small community, but it, they always want to help each other out. And you know, just take it day by day. You're gonna have some ups and downs. I always like to say, like, just roll with the punches because it's you're gonna have some off days. And you're gonna have some really good days, but it's not gonna be every rainbows and sunshine like every single day. So you just gotta kind of be like, okay, take a deep breath and just relax and you'll get your blood sugar down to a normal level if it's like stupid high a lot of really good piece of advice in there and what stood out to me or what i quickly thought of there was what you said earlier in the podcast thomas when you said about you staying consistent with your training specifically and you can use that analogy to stay consistent with your diabetes of just waking up just getting out of bed Mm -hmm. and you hit the nail on the head. There are good days. There are bad days. There are good weeks. There are bad weeks. But it's all about just getting out of bed, putting your shoes on and just getting stuck at it again. Yep. I have one more question for you, Thomas. I have a couple of questions for you too. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? Because I finished sure. on my last one and I'm conscious of your bedtime because I know we're nearly at 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good, man. Um, so why did you start a podcast how the tables are being turned here, Thomas. Yes. Why did I start the podcast? Two reasons. I started the podcast because I have obviously had my own experience with diabetes, like we all have. Mm-hmm. And through Instagram, I was kind of sharing a lot of that experience. And I felt as if it was a limited medium to use. And I thought, yes. why not start vocalizing my story and and getting longer (laughs) interviews out there and sharing more of my experiences with the ups and the downs that come along with diabetes and yeah it was it was for me to just tell a bit of my story a bit of my experience up to this point in the hopes that it would help somebody else who is newly diagnosed or who has been diagnosed for 20 years and thankfully it has helped people up to this point which I'm always honored to hear when I get feedback from people, which means a lot to me personally. And the other reason was there are so many unbelievable people out there Mm -hmm. living with type 1 diabetes. And when you are diagnosed with it, you can think that this is the end of whatever it is I want to do or whatever it is I think I can achieve or do with my life and interviewing some of the people that I've interviewed and hearing some of their stories and achievements and successes and their highs and their lows have perfectly outlined and highlighted how essentially you can still do anything you want with this condition Mm -hmm. and I wanted to call my podcast the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes, because I wanted to, A, redefine what society sees diabetes as, Mm -hmm. but also, more importantly, for people living with type 1 diabetes to have it redefined into something else. So they don't just see it as a huge negative in their life. They can see it as something that it's not ideal. (laughs) <laughs> it it can be good it can be bad but there are so many positives you can take from it mm-hmm. and 
personally from my own experience and my own perspective the way i look at my own diabetes is it's not going anywhere whether i like it or not i am going to be type 1 diabetic and it's i am only doing myself a disservice if i constantly view it in a negative light Mm -hmm. and i think we all can view it that way i think we all have the ability to view it that way Again, there will be good days, there will be bad days. For me, yep. there are good and bad days, of course. But if we can almost learn to develop that shift in mindset around, it doesn't have to be a negative. It can be a positive. It's a very powerful thing. Yep. Well, that, that's that's how I started Type 1 Lifting. The main thing was with that was, you know, even though you have this really cruddy disease, you can still do amazing things. Look what I'm doing. Like I'm a type one diabetic and I'm throwing weights like it's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, or like you have other diabetics that I interview that have, have you had Jessica Butner on? I haven't. Do you know who she is? The name rings a bell. So you need to get her on the show. She is the number one power lifter in her weight class. She's a type one I diabetic. Do, I do know her. I do know her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She is a machine. Oh my gosh. Like I just saw her do 525 for a deadlift for two. Good Lord. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, it's insane. But it's, it's amazing. Like I just want to show other people that pretty much like, like I said, even though you have this disease, you can still do amazing things. And like Mm. you have examples on my podcast that like, you know, they could, they do create, they do crazy amount of things. And it's like, that's nothing stopping them Mm. in which this disease should not stop you to do anything. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Which, Thomas, leads me nicely on to my last question. And this can be a bit of an unusual question. I've got some varying answers, but I always love to finish the episode with this question. And it is, Thomas, if you had the opportunity to thank your diabetes for something, what would that be? I would think, so I would thank my diabetes for getting me to start type one lifting because that was the whole idea of like, you know, when I got diagnosed, um, a little quick story about that. So when I got diagnosed, I was working in the hospital and I was welcomed the new onset diabetics. And so, um, there was a mom there that was crying in the hallway and she was like, it, I swear, like I thought her daughter was like, and it had a death sentence because she had this like crazy, like some crazy cancer or whatnot. And so I was like, what's up with this lady over here? And so someone told me that like, oh, her five-year-old has diabetes. And so I always like to welcome the new onset diabetics coming into the emergency room. And so the mom was still crying. I walked in there, you know, gave the five-year-old a high five and said, welcome to the diabetes club. (laughs) And, you know, just kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But the mom looked at me like, what, like part of my French, she's like, what the F are you talking about? And so I told her my story about me being a diabetic and, you know, kind of eased, eased her, calmed her down a little bit. And so what, when I brought him up to the ICU, which was like standard procedure for a new onset of diabetics, I told the mom, I'm like, listen, I'm here all weekend. You can come down and talk to me if you want. You know, and she gave me this big hug and she's like, thank you for talking to me about diabetes and stuff like that. And I was like, no problem. And then when I was walking downstairs, to get back to the emergency room, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to do more than just talking and talking about diabetes. Like I needed to like, there needs to be more awareness out there or like the, people need to know like, Hey, diabetes is okay to have. 
Hmm. And so that's how I started type one lifting. And then if, if I wasn't a diabetic, like probably the podcast wouldn't have happened. Probably the t-shirt company wouldn't have happened. Probably like meeting all these people would never happen. It's kind of sick to say, but it's kind of like a blessing that it kind of happened. I love that. And what an unbelievable thing to be able to say. Yeah. To say, to say that it's it's a blessing that you've been diagnosed. I mean, obviously I don't want it, but I mean it's if if I didn't have it, like none of this stuff would happen. None of it at all. I'd probably just be still doing my medical job, doing personal training and trying to figure out a cool shirt line or something. So and then have it flop. So <laughs> <laughs> one more question to follow on that, because a question has come to mind now since the since the answer you've given. If Thomas tomorrow you could, let's say, give back your diabetes, would you? Ooh, yes. I probably would give back. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, like have it like go away, you mean? Hmm. But everything yeah. else has to go to your podcast, your t-shirts, all the people you've met and relationships yeah. you've built. Probably, probably not. No. No, I mean, if it was just like getting my diabetes, like and like have everything else, yeah, I would be in a, in a heart, <laughs> yeah, in an absolute heartbeat. But if, but if the, with I'm losing everything else, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's a sick thing, but probably not. Yeah, that's amazing. Love to hear that, Thomas. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find out more about you? Where can people find your T-shirts? Where can people listen to your podcast? So everything social media wise is type one lifting. So it's T-Y-P-E, the number one, and then lifting. Um, and then um, that's on like TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like all that stuff. And um, on YouTube, I, uh, I'm i working with a media company that's in the CrossFit space. So it's on Clydesdale Fitness and Friends uh, YouTube channel. So that's all my interviews and my podcast. Uh, podcast is the same thing, type one lifting. Um, my t-shirt line's called type one lifting. So proceeds of the shirt, not all the proceeds, but partial of the proceeds go to the children's diabetes foundation. Cause I do need to pay for the website and all like buying the shirts and all that stuff. So, um, but the children's diabetes foundation is based in Denver, Colorado. And, um, they were gracious enough to reach back out to me and say, yeah, we'll love to have you, you know, donate to our charity. So that's, that's where I go. And I had a new, have a new, um, have a new line out summer edition called summer love edition. So, uh, just came out, got shorts, socks, t-shirts, headbands, fanny packs, the whole gambit. So yeah, you're ready. If you're ready for summer, you want to check that out. So that's on type one lifting.com. So hopefully we'll see a load of people this summer around the world with type one diabetes, exercising in the gym, lifting heavy weights, wearing your gear. Yeah. And and the, and the, so real quick, the funny story with the logo. So, the if if everyone diabetic every, all the diabetics know that like this the blue circle is the symbol for, di- for diabetes mm. so um with the like the light blue circle so i made those as the weights on the logo nice so that was just like a little like graphic design stuff that i was just like i need to have like the diabetes like logo in my logo so mm. i thought that would be perfect for it yeah i love it well everybody if you have not checked out thomas his social his podcast his t-shirts everything Go check it out. We'll have the links below. And Thomas, thank you so much for your time. I really, really enjoyed this chat. I know we have been back and forth on Instagram for a while now. So <laughs> yeah. I really, really enjoyed properly connecting and chatting with you today. And I look forward yeah. to continuing our relationship in the future. Yeah, thanks, man. It's kind of weird like being on the opposite 
seat for the for a podcast. So, but it's like the second time <laughs> yeah. I've done it. But it's like, yeah, they do. Thank you for so much for having me on, you know, and just talking about my story. And we need to flip it. So you need to be on my podcast too. Big time. Let me know. Let's sort it out. We'll get it going. Thanks so much for your time. And I'll chat to you soon. See ya. Take it easy. Again, another massive thank you to Thomas for coming onto the podcast. I always enjoy these episodes and I always enjoy hearing people's story, their perspective, insight and experience because you can always learn more from somebody with type 1 diabetes, even if they live a completely different type of life to how you may live or how I may live. But what I always notice is if we have a different job, a different lifestyle, a different family life, different training routine, we all still have that same goal of keeping our blood sugar in range as much as possible, being healthy, being happy, and living how we want to live, essentially. Now, if you don't already follow Thomas on Instagram, be sure to. You can find him at Type1Lifting, listen to his podcast, check out his clothing wear, and his website. I have it all linked below, so you can check it out. Reach out to him. He's a really, really welcoming and easy to talk to guy. And also, if you need any extra motivation to get moving, to get out walking, to get into the gym, or to get starting with lifting weights, if that's something that may interest you, be sure to watch Thomas's training videos on his Instagram because the guy is a machine for somebody to lift so much weight at so early in the morning it's incredibly impressive so definitely check it out and as always like every week i appreciate your time i appreciate your ears i hope you're able to take even one golden piece of information from each episode that will serve you a lifetime with your diabetes because what i always say is you can never learn too much and anytime you have a conversation or read something or listen to something it's like you can add another tool to your diabetic toolbox so keep filling that toolbox and i will chat to you next week as always if you have time rate you can comment you can sub- you can can't even speak you can subscribe you can tell a friend or you can tell a family member about the podcast it really helps us get the word out there And like I say, if it helps you, it can help someone else. Have a good day. Have a good week. Look after those blood sugars. And I'll chat to you soon. Take it easy.